0: Black Free Art Lab podcast. I'm Lindsay Knoll. I'm Chris Heine. And I'm Francesca Butchko. And no Jenny Buchler this week. No.
1: She's on a magical cruise.
0: She is on a magical cruise.
1: I don't know. You know how I feel about cruises.
0: That is a cesspool of germs and disease.
1: It is a floating disaster area waiting to happen.
0: The closest I ever came to a cruise was that time in Iceland
2: when we saw that giant cruise ship. Oh, when well, we <laughs> just saw it from a Well, park. we were pretty close. We were like on the
0: street and then like literally a
2: hundred... 200 people came off all at once i
1: remember
0: that day because we said get in the car and then we ran yeah it was it actually
1: was like a natural disaster because it it was like you could see a tidal wave of of people of people coming in yeah like get in the car go 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 we have to get out of this town
0: well think of all the germs that were coming off that cruise ship also if you guys can hear this we were in the middle of a war zone Except for not a war zone. I mean more like a duct cleaning zone. Can you hear it? You can hear it.
2: It sounds like a vacuum to me. I don't... I think
0: it is a vacuum. They just vacuumed out all of the sparkles that were in our ducts from Hot Party. Oh, from Hot Party? And there was 45 pounds of glitter. Oh, it's because we had that... That photo booth right on top.
2: Yeah, well, that And they the stood point. over the vent and, and we threw said, glitter at
0: them. grab a handful and have fun and we'll take a photo. Oh, I'm kind of sad
2: there's no more glitter now.
0: Well, it's not in the vent. You weren't going to pull it out of the vent and use it. We could get you some new glitter so that you could But can it's not better. the same, though. <laughs> so <laughs>
1: Jenny Bookler is on a cruise. <laughs> Jenny Bookler is on a cruise. Yeah.
0: On this week's podcast, I think we're going to do a compare and contrast on how real life and D&D are practically the same thing.
1: Nearly identical.
0: Nearly identical. We were talking about how this week has been particularly interesting. Let's recount the good things and the bad things really quick. Oh, Ready? No. I'll okay. start with the bad things. Oh, okay. no. I am full of the remnants of a cold, and I'll let your imagination take over for exactly what that's supposed to mean. If you can hear my originally nasally voice, has gotten particularly more nasally.
1: It's gotten more liquidy.
0: Ew. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you can hear it in high def with this sweet, sweet recording situation. Yeah, probably. And then uh, Chris somehow has destroyed himself yesterday.
1: Yep. I wrecked my knee.
0: By bending down.
1: By being old.
0: Yeah. Well, we were talking no. about that. We we're like, how did you do that? And then we we're like, oh, it's probably just And everyone you asks got me that
1: and I keep having to explain it. I'm like, well, I bent over and then when I stood up, my knee could never extend again and it's stuck and it's locked.
2: We were there too. Like It was like one second you were fine, the next second you weren't. It was weird.
0: I think that is probably... How it happened. works? Yeah. I think you hit a certain age zone and what? all of a sudden your body falls off.
1: Well, I, I have been going to the doctors all day today. I've been to two doctors. I've had an x-ray and an MRI. I have to go back on Monday to find out the results. But they're all just like, you probably have torn ligament.
0: Yeah, because a ligature, Chris...
1: Yeah, I know what a ligature is. Okay. <laughs> you probably have a torn ligament, and it's kind of like getting bent over and wadded behind my kneecap or something, Ew. which is why when I try and extend my leg, Ew. it feels like my kneecap wants to come off the front.
2: I don't want wadded and kneecap in a but, sentence ever again. It's like the worst thing.
1: And I was filling out these forms, and yeah. I was like, they're I like, said, how did how, you do it? Yeah, how how did you do it? And I'm like, I, was I don't know. I just bent down, and then I stood up, and they're like, how, how long has it been going on? And I was like, if I think about how long it has been that I, every single time I bend down, my left knee gets stuck and I have to pop it back. Oh, gosh. That has been happening for like five years. And every single time, oh, or it, it got to the point where it happens every single time for the last like two or three years.
0: That's gross, Chris. How come you never did anything about it?
1: I just thought I was getting old. Well, you, you see it all the time. I mean, every single time. <laughs> it's like
2: moving around. No, I but my knee, knee fly off like, like
1: if you know, I, okay. even if I'm doing like crunches or something, so I'm not even putting oh. pressure on it and I bend my legs. When I extend my legs again, my left knee will get stuck for one second and I just push through it and it just kind of makes you know, a pop.
0: I, I'm going to blame skiing on there. And every single year, Chris asked me if I want to go skiing and I tell him that that's, that's a good way to tear the bottom half of your leg right off. Is it? Yeah. Because your I, boot and your ski weighs like forty pounds, and then the rest of your body weighs more than forty pounds, and then one goes one way, and the other one goes the other way, and there goes your whole bottom part of your leg.
2: Because I, I, like almost every, it seems like every person I know has knee problems. My dad also has a really bad knee,
0: and had well, to how go do you hospital. have knee problems? Me? Cheerleading. That's one of the excuses. I don't know if you guys do this, but I was a I was a captain of the cheerleading. I did know that. Squad. I think there may be some photos. But
2: somewhere. is that, that is how your knee got? Uh, wrecked?
0: here are all the theories in order. Cheerleading, maybe. Because okay. we had to jump around on it and fall over a lot. Yeah. In college, I wore these really horribly, like, ridiculous shoes that are called New Rock shoes. hmm And so this is, like, in the early 2000s when it was awesome to wear, like, Frankenstein giant, humongous, like, goth boots.
2: hmm
1: and these were the ones that had like holes in them that you could see springs Yeah, the there holes. were
0: springs in them. So every time I ran or walked, the shock from pounding it on the ground would shoot it back right up into my knee. Did So that's theory did you number knee two. When you were in college or did you not really notice it? Not as much. Okay. But then theory number three is just because I sat too much. And so that's Which the one, that's probably one that makes the least sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, probably a combination saying, of all the three of them. It's probably a combo of those things. But so well, we Lindsay's in, legs
1: are also two inches long, so they dangle hey, even if you sit. What, no, they're
0: not. <laughs> <laughs> they do kind of dangle, I guess. But at the same time, it's like you sit, right? And you sit all day. And what the guys at the at – the, for anybody else that has knee problems, what they said was that the more you sit, the less likely it is for the muscles on the top part of your leg to hold your kneecap in place and so if you sit for too long it starts to migrate off to the side and so you don't have that same elasticity in your in your you know in your knee area so that you stand up and you just have pain because it's rubbing against parts of your leg that are not good so what they had me do last year when it was really bad was just move around more also, theory number four was that my pants were way too tight. It was just squashing every single rose, which is then. possible. Yeah, that's my theory because your my
2: patella like floats in a fluid sack, so it's <laughs> it's basically like' So I was
0: draining my fluid sack. you're
2: probably pressing the fluid sack too much.
0: It's no. <laughs> probably like, squashing it. so good. <laughs> super sweet, tight pants. It was just outrageous. I was like, well i'm gonna I'm gonna sacrifice my ability to function uh, for these sweet pants that I have. also those sweet boots back in the day you gotta have your sacrifices somewhere chris so i don't know what you're sacrificing because your pants seem to be flowy and billowy what What? billowy like a pirate's pants from the days of yore so your knees got plenty of room to move in there so i don't know why you would have gotten that and then francesca doesn't really have anything going on that's problematic i don't think no no
2: just just my normal life that's normally problematic oh but i've gotten used to it
0: so it's just a constant
2: it's been it's been a constant for a while
0: yeah and like on the good side of things, because it has been a roller coaster week. On the good side, uh, but Jenny, I think maybe that's it. It's our it's our universal karmic moment here. Oh, Chris got the presents, and Jenny gets to go on a cruise.
1: Well, I got a bunch of presents, and then I instantly ruined your knee. Ruined my knee. Yeah, well, that's how that works. Setting up my presents.
0: Didn't I tell you that in the car yesterday? We were sitting there. You were talking about
2: karma. I didn't hear you say specifically about Chris's presence versus his knee.
0: Well, here's how I feel how karma works. I feel like you get, you get, you just even out, right? Mm -hmm. You get one really good thing and it's going to be offset by some other weird, like dumb cold or your knee gets weird. It's true. I was
1: actually thinking about that in the MRI as I got to sit there and stare blankly for a little while. Listen to NPR in there. Yeah. And, um... Every single time I feel like I'm getting caught up, then I will have an injury or something like that, or I'll get really, really sick, and I will undo all the good I've done. Yep. That
0: happens with uh, every time I find some money somewhere.
1: <laughs> you're like, oh, money under the couch.
0: Yeah, and then I'm like, oh, time to spend this money on this cat's kidney stones. I think that's how that works. I feel like that is just a...
1: I think if you're lucky, that's how it works. Yeah, I don't think I've had that As long as it's hit some sort of equilibrium of good to bad as long as you're not always getting bad then yeah but that kind of is Mm -hmm. sort
2: of poopy though maybe you just get used to bad things i feel like i must (laughs) be saving up my my
0: karma for (laughs) you're gonna get some really awesome like amazing something better
2: happen soon i like i said i think now i've just gotten used to it so So i don't know i
1: think good things happen to you all the time you just published a comic book
0: yeah that's pretty good maybe that's that's your reward for the rest of the garbage that came by so they're like you you also get to go out and
1: hang out at coffee houses every day and stuff
2: not every day I did it for a half hour today. It was fun. Maybe an hour.
1: How many days do you not go to the coffee house?
2: Um, well, I've been, I've been calculating. I can, I'm, <laughs> I'm allowed to go three days a week, <laughs> and I usually save it for Sunday and Saturday. So. Okay. And then one weekday.
1: I feel like every time I call you, you're at the spy house.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, on the weekends, I
0: always am at the
1: spy house. Okay. That's so, pretty good.
0: Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I never stay there. I just, just take it and run take it and run run far away yeah but i don't know that's how i think that works that's how i think karma works i'm interested to see then if we dip down a little bit past the good zone into the weird zone when what's going to bounce back up here next week
2: wait do you mean like if there's going to be good karma happening yeah like well hopefully chris's knee gets better
0: well i mean that's not good enough though I don't know.
2: I think it'd be pretty good.
0: That's that gets it back. Like that's not a that's not you don't wreck like you're like I don't go into my house and I trash a place and then I go and I buy all new stuff and then have it fix the things that I wrecked kind of Mm because then I would have had to pay for those new things. What I'm saying, Chris, is your medical bills are probably going to cost a lot (laughs) (laughs) for wrecking your knee and getting a new one but hopefully you'll get new knee and a bonus gift from the universe to make up for the fact that your new knee probably cost several thousand dollars
2: i I don't know i feel like it's more like a dice roll i was to karma like or just things in general oh how you get your good how you get stuff but that's how i think all other things work it's a dice roll sometimes you roll a critical failure but that doesn't necessarily mean you won't roll another one the next time (laughs) Yes. <laughs> you might roll several <laughs> ones it feels like when we play D, usually if you're on like a, a losing streak you continuously roll poorly i feel like that? that's a
0: cursed a cursed uh dice well, but, but the dice. funny thing
2: is it could be cursed for one thing and then the next time you might be fine with your dice but somebody else has got do you gonna... ever get
0: weird and superstitious about that i would get rid uh, of that
2: dice i'm more superstitious the other way for some reason <laughs> like if there's something good that i might hang on to it And if it's something bad, then I'm just like, oh, well, it's just, it's, I'm just not having a good dice rolling day.
0: So I had, back when I worked at Target, I had a, uh, a ring that I bought from a, an artisan on the internet. Mm -hmm. And when I got it every single day for the next like three months was horrible. And for some reason I equated my new ring to having like extremely horrible luck. Do you ever logic the horrible?
2: Like, are you like, well, the reason this is happening is because this happened and that I think led to for this. for the
0: first several weeks I did. And then eventually it got into superstition zone where I was like... Where just
2: really weird things were it happening. It was horrible.
0: And I got so worried about it that I actually gave that ring to somebody who says they were going to fix it for me. And when they say fix it, I'm doing that, air quotes. They mean like, They're take, gonna, like, decurse it. it. Take the curse out of Bless my it. ring. They're going to put a blessing They're on it. They're going to put a blessing in my ring so they have less crap okay to deal with and then you did that and then they did it and then it was fine and really? i got, got back up to neutral so, <laughs> so did, you're rolling tens so i was rolling tens huh i was rolling some tens so huh. tell me what you think about this so since we're doing that and since after doing that i felt 100 percent more normal like i didn't feel like i was extra lucky or anything like that i felt less crappy I know there must be some form of uh placebo effect in or something right, no that's totally or maybe it is just the like the actions that I take, mm-hmm. but I have to tell you, I did stop rolling critical fails like right after that happened. sometimes it's not even you rolling. I think that's where it gets I think that would
2: have led me if I had that ring and that was happening to me if suddenly would you
0: gotten rid of it? Would you have gotten rid of
2: your ring? I, I'm not sure if I would have went, my mind would have went to the ring. Like yeah, I, would probably I I thought, think
1: I would have had a hard time correlating the two. I don't make correlations very fast.
2: I make correlations, but I don't think I would have, I would have picked things that were probably, I over logic stuff. So I'm like, this is happening because, and then I try to like figure out logical reasons why it's happening.
0: So if you can't find any, my first go-to is something is terribly wrong with space and time. Yeah. And this is just how it's got to be. Well, I mean, that's kind
2: of a, that might be kind of healthy though, because if you are accepting of what's happening versus, I mean, I I think I had the tendency, the over is what I tend to do, but I think now I'm leaning more towards a dice roll idea where there's not really much you can do about it. You just kind of have to be accepting of what's thrown at you. And not blame yourself or anyone else for what's going on,
0: you know. I do think, though, like we were talking about freelance lifestyle for a second, mm-hmm. and I was saying that currently we are waiting on final approval for a giant estimate for a big project. All three of us that are sitting here are waiting for this project to go through. And I was telling Francesca a couple of things. Every time I talk about it, I feel like I'm jinxing myself you know, mm-hmm. and that I shouldn't say anything about it because mm-hmm. the more I talk about it in the positive or in the negative, that I am destined to have it not go through, right? Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, like, I also feel like there are other powers at work here where even if it doesn't go through, our past track, re- or track record has led me to believe that we will be just fine and something else is going to pop up out of nowhere.
2: I don't even think there is any rhyme or reason. I think... Really? Yeah, I think you might be lucky and things are... I mean, lucky, whatever. You might be okay or you might not be okay. And there's really no way of knowing other than what actions you decide to take. I
0: feel like there is some sort of equilibrium here. Like the karmic thing, like I'm saying, you're going to get a little bit of a crap situation and you're also going to get a little bit of a bonus in there.
2: I don't know. Maybe. I,
0: I would like to believe that. That would be nice. I mean, I still, I'm still working hard in the meantime.
2: Right, right. Yeah, know, you're
0: not. Yeah, you're not just sitting there waiting for things to happen to you. But I do think there is probably something to be said about feeling like, even, even just in like your ability con- to control your own perception of something. Like, I think my weird, superstitious, like everything will be fine, and they're all my talismans and my luck charms and all my things to make things go better and worse. You know, like all that superstitious stuff that I have. It's comforting in a lot of ways, and it also, for some reason, probably does, in a small way, actually help things to continue working. I think a positive attitude does. I do believe in that. I think you might
2: not get anything, but if you have a positive attitude, it's like putting in your vote. Like, if you don't vote or if you don't toss in your thing, you're not going to win. You're not going to get anywhere being negative.
0: What happens when we're playing D&D and you get five critical fails in a row, does that change your perspective on what you're going to do next?
2: yeah i hope so
0: because would probably be dead by then so you're a little more safe what would what, less, what like, would
2: happen if you got five critical failures in a row would would you kill the person chris you were well, what if you were like materials? you jump over a cliff or you try to jump over a, a ravine
1: yeah i mean you get a one there are there are consequences then you would for fail the jump and then you would take a f- would you die well you would take fall damage and then you'd see if you die from there
2: so you'd have to
0: roll again, and then you roll another one. Well, I
1: mean, there's rules to set up when people die. They don't. I just don't decide randomly that people die. But you. Well, could, I was going to oh, say you're the, the cool you're
0: part. the omniscient like random faith giver in this is in the scenario. This is what I'm saying. I'm, I know there's something somewhere probably that is equaling this out so that you don't quite. If you trip and you fall, you're not going to kill somebody. If they just are wearing well, heavy I'm armor, not, but it depends on the r- amount of risk, though. If you're baking bread, your
2: bread gets burnt. If you jump over a ravine. You fall down the ravine.
1: I mean, this is unrelated. Does that equal, to fate.
0: Does a critical fail equal completely falling to your death? No. No, no. It means that you trip.
1: But if you take fall damage and you happen to be high enough and you roll the dice, I mean, that's the thing is like I can only mitigate so much luck from the player because my dice rolls are secret, but your dice rolls are not. So if you critically fail something Mm -hmm. and then you you roll the damage for how you fell and you do enough damage to kill yourself and 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 if you (sighs) You if you take more damage if basically if you take your life backwards or whatever you will be dead dead so if you have 10 hit points and you take negative 10 hit points then you're dead dead
0: oh i see so say we're rolling critical fails for freelance jobs at this moment in this scenario and we have rolled four critical fails and have not gotten some big bids or whatever and you only have two hit points left. <laughs> I like, might...
2: That might be accurate. What would you
0: do? Would you do another one? Would you do another one just to hope that you're going to get a big big win? Or would you not do one at this well, point? Well, the
2: problem is you. if you don't do one... And I guess this is... Maybe this is a D&D related. If you don't do anything, <laughs> what are you going to do?
0: You're going to sit you're gonna there, there and sit not there. jump over the roof. Yeah, and I guess you, I'm, you can't, con- I'm You have confused to do something. In my scenario, is. I would hope that the number... And I know this is not true with statistics but in my weird warped vision if i got four bad ones i'm bound to get a good one even though With, which is why it'd be horrible Totally Totally didn't we discuss this was yes, there a we podcast did. where
2: like the numbers like like getting five ones in a row is just as equally likely as getting which is the science five behind different it. Yes. numbers
0: but that would not stop me from trying to get another giant Job or yeah, it would not gonna, stop forward. I don't really see forward. the
1: correlation because the job is not a random dice roll. The job is
0: well. Let me your tell ability, you this. the
1: people's budget, the timing, all those things coming together. And I don't. I, I feel like you can have well, some sort of influence. Yeah. Over you that. Think you
0: about this. I could either spend my time, which is still a resource, trying to hawk money somewhere to pay for the rent of something, like in my scenario, or. I could spend that time writing more estimates for people. So one of the scenarios, I save my money and my time, and the other one, I spend it trying to get a new. I'm gambling on the fact that whatever I'm spending is going to get us. Well, I think some...
1: the smart thing is to probably do both. And
0: <laughs> but what if you can't do both? Though you only got one role left, you have one choice. I, I don't know
1: what kind of weird word this <laughs> yeah, is. You only you're gonna run out. <laughs> you can and only get jobs gonna... with dice rolls, Chris. <laughs>
0: you, you see what I'm trying to say? Do we, know though, right? we, don't, do we have a D20? We should probably roll it. Yes. Sometimes. Probably, do we have a D20? We yeah, probably we have, have like. like We're gonna see the scenario. What
2: what would happen? So you got two days before rent is due. Oh man. Well, I would just call my landlord.
0: <laughs> you try and like sort of plug the holes before a ship goes down.
2: I would be like, this is this is inevitable. I'm gonna go get a D20 so we can figure. This out. is inevitable, landlord. Yeah. How is that going? Is it well, it has been. I've done it before. I've definitely done
0: it. We each get one? Yeah. Are we gonna see who wins? Are we we're still- gonna see we're all in the same scenario. Ooh, this is a pretty dice. All right. We're, we're just gonna, gonna take see how this works. <laughs> let me okay, let me I don't rephrase know what this. this. Is proving. I don't know <laughs> what we're doing either. Let me let me restate this. You have one <laughs> one dollar left, which is your single dice roll. Are you going to save it? Or are you going to spend it on this dice roll and hope that you are gonna get <laughs> a high number if you roll it and you get a low number then you fail and your dollar goes out the window and your landlord kicks you out yeah but if, a dollar's
1: not going to do anything for you anyway
0: yeah you might say as well. it's a thousand dollars
1: so you're spending a thousand dollars to write an estimate for a client
0: guess how long it takes me to write an estimate chris yeah well guess and, it yeah, takes me lot. several hours to to come up with an estimate okay so here's where the reality comes into this scenario. In my situation, the more estimates that I write or the more jobs I try and go and get and the more times I spend on marketing is less, less billable hours that I'm able to put down right. and bill clients. That's why I'm saying there is a cost to taking a gamble to get more work or doing what you know and just hoping that random stuff is going to come your way. So I either can bill people have a certain amount of stuff or i stop stop working on things and start to try and get new work You know what i'm saying yes so my dice roll is a metaphor okay (laughs) so i'm either going to get something or i'm not so if i don't get anything it's a waste i think would you would you roll the dice at that point or would you just keep working to get your your Mm. couple bucks
1: well i think if it's the difference between making rent then you would keep working
0: would you
2: yeah. Well, I now I see what Chris was saying about doing both. It's one of those don't put all your things in one basket.
1: If you write an estimate for a client and they are unhappy with it and they want a different estimate and then you write another one and then they want something else and then you write another one, eventually...
2: There's going to be a point where it's...
1: There's going to be a point where obviously whatever you're providing is not what this client is looking for, but they don't want to admit it and you don't want to admit it and you probably should just
2: move, up, move, move on because ways. eventually...
1: But then you'll be like, "Well, I wasted all this time writing this estimate. If a job doesn't come out of all this time I've spent on this project so far, then it will all be for naught." But every minute you put put into that,
0: you're hoping for a return,
1: right? Every minute you put into this pursuit is just more sunk costs right. into this thing, and the more it's going to have to pay out to really make it worth it,
0: right? Right. So, does that stop you? Eventually, yes. Eventually, away from rent. And you you want this thing to go through? You know, you'd get a big check on the other end. Yeah. Would you stop or would you keep well, going?
2: Two days away from rent, yeah, because at that point, like, it's not going to even matter. It's not. It, it's like <laughs> say they
0: didn't have a net thirty. Say they actually if, oh. they, if they were going to pay you right off the bat, they're going to gonna yeah, cut you a check the um, day that they accept it. Yeah, know what I mean? Advance or whatever. Yeah.
2: Well, so, it, it depends on the. It I, also depends on the client. I think
1: that eventually, <laughs> though, <laughs> most clients are. If something's not working, and I and we have come across this hundreds of times in our life if something's not working
0: cut your cut your th- losses. there's a,
1: a point where you need to cut your losses and just move on because if you try and force something to work even when it finally works it's going to be bad a weird like horror scenario, movie version like when somebody gets their final mood. wish and then they're like oh it really wasn't what i wished for w- twilight zone version, oh man you should
2: you guys should read seconds i read it this week again and that's totally That's what happens. It's kind of a thing where you you keep trying to fix something and it gets worse and
1: worse. I mean, it's basically every or it's that episode of of Voyager that we
0: Seinfeld Voyager. Oh, geez,
1: it's every episode of Seinfeld.
0: Okay, so in your D and D scenario, you have two hit points left, and are you going to try and jump that ravine to go with the rest of your party or not? At two hit points, two hit points. What's your
1: alternative? Just turn around and be like, (laughs) well,
0: that's the thing. What are you going to do? You're either going to die or you're going to make it over. Right? Yeah. Would you do it? No. You would not. You would be I, like. I need to take a rest here. See you guys later. I'm going to stay here while you do. Yes, this quest. I would.
2: Not, especially knowing what I know now. I in a recent ish campaign, I my character almost died from getting hit in the face with some twigs. So I'm <laughs> I'm going to take a rest, get my health back up, and you just kind of expect everybody else
0: to go along without.
2: They you? They could because the other thing is, and this is I don't know if this is the same as any of the job stuff, but D and D has is like a very like fluid structure so if you decide to stick around and like rest that isn't to say you're going to be out of luck you know and usually you're gonna the dm's gonna try to make you rejoin somehow
0: so the potential isn't always worth it yeah. going for the potential is not always
2: i well the here's the other thing too is it is it going to be more of a pain for you to rest and then catch up? Or is it going to be more of a pain for you to die and then try to reconstitute yourself? Well, because see, that's interesting.
0: Happen. In our freelance scenario, say I rolled a, a 20 and they paid me a check right up front, you know, that would mean I would have to keep going at that point. I would be stuck with whatever scenario that I have estimated or bidded out for that job. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I would have to do do that on top of whatever else, Right. If we were in D anD D, you don't regain any of those hit points. The second you jump over that ravine, you're stuck at the next, like.
1: Well, maybe you jump to the encounter. other side, right? And you then if your cleric you mean, is there, and he just right. You would make it to the other side. Oh
0: yeah, land hands. Okay, all right. right. Well, in that case, that's that's a better analogy here. <laughs> so, why don't you roll your dice, Chris, and let's see what you get? You jumped over. Are you are j- jumping you over? Said, the ravine, are you jumping Chris? over? You not? So you'd save your two hit points. I'm, I'm saving my hit points. I'm okay, not giving.
2: Gonna... I do would
1: doing? always jump. I mean, I would go ahead. I jump. The point of the game is to be heroic and not to be a weenie, so... <laughs> not to be a 18, weenie. I would make it.
0: Oh, shoot.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not
0: jumping, so I don't need to roll. Okay. Are you jumping? I think I would usually jump. All oh, right. Oh, my God. If I get a critical, I'm going to poop my pants. 19. Oh, How see? pleasant. You jumped wear... one inch further than me.
1: I did. Even and then I probably found a gold
0: coin as soon as I landed. No, I was, uh, oh, that's it's... a very nice... <laughs> Maybe if you're a 20. Or a Band-Aid Maybe. is what I got. Maybe got one hit point back. Yeah. I don't know. Well... And I think usually that's how I would treat it. I think I have a really hard time letting go of the potential for stuff.
1: I think it's hard to know when to let go of the potential.
0: Yeah. I mean, we were talking about this. uh, I think we had a different scenario. We were talking about how many times do you need to be let down by a job Mm -hmm. or a client or something like that before you realize that you're in a bad situation? Like, how long do you forgive somebody for before you're like yeah this is a long time seven times 70 right
2: Is that what the is that it? it, That's a Bible quote. Okay. So how many times you're supposed to forgive someone?
0: Seven times times seventy, which
2: seven seems like a lot. I know. I (laughs) always every time I've heard that, I've been like, why would you just say infinity? Like, but that's what it means. When you seven is a magical number in the Bible. So, but
1: would you though? Infinity is infinity
0: times infinity. You're supposed
1: to. I feel like it means four hundred ninety, but maybe I'm doing my math wrong. Yeah.
2: No. No. It's supposed (laughs) to. It's supposed to mean that you're never supposed to not forgive someone.
1: I believe that, but there's a difference between forgiving them and right. then also letting I, continuing on. In
2: real life, the you know, my I dad says, would be not
0: partaking anymore.
1: Your dad says,
0: There's no education in the second kick of the mule. That is one of his dad, dad, dad life quotes. Yep. Yeah. No education in the second kick of the mule. That means that's your damn fault. You get kicked in the face by a mule the second time the first time isn't your fault the first time you're like oops and the oh, second time you're like i should get out from under this thing is if you get mule. kicked
2: in the face by a mule the first time i don't know when you can do it a second time <laughs> you
0: are dead that might be it you have Gross. severe damage yeah you have two hit points afterwards or even if that stop taking some chances with that behind that that would be is that
2: a thing in in D&D
0: where you're just like
2: no not a mule just, I just,
1: <laughs> just okay. we're just swapping between these two <laughs> almost almost unrelated tangents no they're related
2: <laughs> okay. real life in D&D very related oh, yeah. next what's in D&D well normally the way things work is you a character does something and then the DM reacts to what the character's doing so you like if i'm like i entered the shop and i looked at this thing and then the DM would be like, "Okay, well, here's the things that you might see, or you picked up this object. This is what happens. Is there ever a time where the DM is just like, like you're just sitting there minding your own business, and the DM's like, suddenly a lightning strikes and you got hit by lightning? Roll to see if you die. Does that ever happen?
1: Um, yeah, I would. I, I wouldn't say that example happens very often, but there are. A lot of examples where that would happen,
2: where you're you're literally like you couldn't be safer. You're like in a bar.
1: Well, for instance, eating soup. If and you all decided if you decided to rest in the middle of the dungeon, then I would probably roll <laughs> to, to see if, if, you're if okay. anyone. Oh came yeah, along well while totally. That's
0: like in Darklands when you camp outside. And yeah, you don't bandits know if still really well, that's, and that's a little bit off trail th- too. Yeah.
1: yeah, I mean that's like I mean it's just a random. It's just like a random. It's just like if you're
0: sleeping outside in front of our gallery, what would happen to you? (laughs) So wait, so you're saying that maybe a tree, Chris, during
2: during our gameplay while we're like messing around and doing whatever we do, you are constantly rolling dice to see if we're okay. And every once in a while, you're like, "Okay, I'm rolling for Lindsay," and you're like, "No, I, I normally
1: no, 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 because I'm not rolling for lightning strikes. I'm I'm rolling. (laughs) I I, like like... if you were going to travel, if you're like, we're going to travel from Neverwinter to whatever." right and you started walking yeah and nothing of interest was going to happen i wouldn't like say like you go 10 feet and nothing happens and now you go 20 feet and nothing (laughs) happens i would probably roll the dice and a lot of times there's even a table that comes with certain like scenarios or something like that and it would say like on a one to five nothing happens or or this happens in this range so either you get attacked by three bears or a (laughs) bandit or something like that and and then you just roll and if something happens it happens and then Normally, it's not that random, though. If for some reason you guys were sitting outside a cave full of goblins and you were talking about your strategy, about what you're going to do for 45 minutes.
0: If we were screaming. Eventually,
1: I would just be like, well, guess what? A goblin well,
0: guard just... just
1: decided to walk by. And now you guys have to deal with that because you just sat there chilling out for 15 minutes.
0: Some so. goblins would com- come and check yes, us
1: out. Yes, there, there would be ramifications within reason.
0: Because we took too long
1: probably because he took too long but because i think smiting is did. the good
2: word that that i'm looking for because i was wondering there isn't really random actions in D D, even if you are dice rolling like random misfortunes don't happen to you you Guess have not. to you kind of have to instigate them if you're talking about loudso- loudly outside of a cave and you don't know what's inside of it come on <laughs>
0: that's your own that's your own that's fault. your own fault for being a turd yeah, that... <laughs>
2: or, or, yeah, but I mean, in D&D, you're kind of hoping things will happen to you. But it isn't like a lightning will not strike you, or you'll, you won't randomly, your house won't start a yeah, fire, it, or... D&D
1: is probably more predictable and less painfully... Real. Real than real life, where you, you're walking <laughs> down the street... game. real. It's game. rare in D&D that you will walk down the street and get hit by a car and die.
0: Oh. Oh, what a horrible example. <laughs>
1: well, do you want me to rewind it and do a different <laughs> Sorry, it's rare that you'll be walking on the street and something will happen to you completely unprovoked, yeah, just completely randomly, whereas that definitely could happen, and it's more likely to happen in real life. If something bad happens to you, it's probably unprovoked and random than, yeah. than you going into a bar and seeing some bandits and being like, hey, you bandits, you shouldn't be in town doing this, and then they'll be beat you up, and then you'll be like, I didn't see that I coming. mean, that is
2: the fun thing about D&D, because if you think about it, it's funny how everyone acts in D&D when... When you are playing, because the first thing everyone does is tries to get to the quest, which makes sense. That's what you want to do. But in real life, is that life, what the first thing people do? Is well, that's what they should be doing. <laughs> I mean like
1: the most <laughs> that's the what they people, should be doing. Most Aww. people just try and like steal whatever they can see in the immediate range, and then he's they looking figure directly
2: out, at you yeah, when he says it. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, my yeah.
1: Didn't you steal a pot last time? Was I you? I did
2: steal a pot. Yes, I did, <laughs> and I still have it. But I feel like...
1: And next time you're in a cave, that pot is going to bang up against the wall of the cave and everyone's going to hear you.
2: Uh-oh. <laughs> Considering how much stuff Kerma. is in my inventory, I feel like a pot of
0: all things is not going to be the problem. Your adventurous kit's going to bang against the pot. I have a,
2: pot. a lot of stuff now.
0: Your 10 torches or whatever. Comes For
2: some reason, we're all carrying crowbars. You realize that?
0: <laughs> do we have crowbars?
2: I mean, some yeah, of some us. If you're do, an adventurous kit, you, you, you would have tank. a crowbar, among other
0: things. Seems like a useless item. I don't even... When's the last time you used one in real life, huh? Ne- non- I feel like
1: never? kind of a lot. Yeah, crowbars,
0: know. of the tools, I'd pick what? a crowbar over. Only Most if you're sense. breaking into somebody's house. I mean, a crowbar is basically like the... It's like a lever.
1: Uh, yeah, the, the non-hammer side of a hammer, which you use all the time.
0: Yeah, no, I know that. But no, we don't.
1: Well, we use a hammer, but we could use a crowbar.
0: Okay. <laughs> what a useful tool it is. So, now that we have one of those... It's going to bang against your pot, and then Chris is going to smite you. That would be more realistic. He has been planning this for however many months. So, in that case, though, don't you think that's like your life? So, would you be totally shocked then if you got got smited?
2: No, I wouldn't.
0: (laughs) Because something you did along your, your karmic path probably led up to that point. Well, here's the
1: thing in games like that, people see true randomness as unfair. Whereas
2: And in real life people seem to think that as well. How did nobody, you put it? nobody promised life was
0: gonna be fair. <laughs> nobody was like, Oh, I'm sorry, you had having a hard time. Here you go. Here you have some bonus points. Yeah. Well that's that's how I seem to look at it. Since you I mean, have had a hard time, you should get some super points. Be nice. But you said that's not how that goes. No, I don't think that's how that goes. Do you think that's how that goes?
1: Maybe if you're dealing with a specific person who knows your track record, and it's like your mom, and they're like, you mean like well, if you, you had, had a hard benefit. day today. Have these so, cookies? Yeah, have these cookies. But if it's just a random person on the street, and you you walk up, and you're like, hey, give me that $20 you have in your pocket, because I had a hard day. Well, yeah. no, that's
0: not how that works. That's, that's mean. But <laughs> it's called robbery. That is called robbery.
2: Okay, so I found a credit card today on the ground that definitely belonged to someone. I that was, wasn't, you
0: went like, I where you got credit. these new boots from. I was like, yeah, Ooh.
2: <laughs> Not new. Um... <laughs> And then I, the like the first thing I'm sure anyone, everyone has probably lost their credit card before.
1: Yeah, and it's I, pretty crappy. That,
2: anyone that's ever lost their credit card before, the first thing that anyone would think is, "This sucks. How do I get this back to this person?" Because man, that would really, really suck. And I think that is what that kind of thinking is what makes good things happen, rather than like it's not a random thing. You know, somebody actually wants to look out for you. Well, some like yeah, it's like the I guess some people call it pay it forward. Where you're like, why wouldn't I try to help this person out, you know, kind yeah. of thing? Especially if it doesn't cost you anything. See, that's
0: nice because the person who found mine bought one So. Oh, yeah, mine too. I, I've had my some... credit card stolen.
2: Yeah. It's crappy.
0: It is pretty crappy.
2: But, I mean, that's there's also that's a stealing, you know. But then yeah. the, there's times where you find something or you find someone's wallet. Yeah. And, like, if you've ever lost anything before, the first thing you can think is, like, that wow, person that is having a bad day. Yes. You know?
0: And that really is really crappy. That's true. Well, in that case, you are in control of what happens to that. Yeah, and situation. that's
2: and see, and that is cool. That's like for all the chaos and randomness. When something like that happens, and you have the power to make something better, that's cool. Because I mean, how often can you say that you have that ability? Probably not that often. Yeah,
0: most of the time, it feels like random bad stuff is happening we talked two weeks ago three weeks ago about being i'm on the junior review panel every now and again because mm-hmm. i'm an adjunct faculty at mcad so i am there to do some of the extra stuff every now and again so not all the time and so it's interesting because i know when you're not thinking about the whole entire picture of how everything comes together mm-hmm. depending on which side of it you're on like which side of the credit card loss you're on yeah or which side of the junior review you're on or which side of the estimate writing you're on Uh, it is really hard to see how your small part actually fits into the rest of that scenario. But it's interesting to think about that it's one complete equation. Somebody else is on the other side trying to understand how their their part fits into this. So since you are the weird omniscient dungeon master in these scenarios, do you follow a weird set of rules when it comes to defining how our times are good, bad, or otherwise?
1: I think that you are the ones who pretty much set that pace. I mean, obviously, there's going to be a story that is being followed and bad things are going to happen because otherwise it wouldn't really be a story.
0: (laughs) But I mean, like, when you're watching our gameplay, do you make a point to interject to help that aspect or do you just inject little bits where they're supposed to go and that's like it?
1: I, I guess the point that I'm trying to do is just make the world make sense. So your actions have reactions that hopefully make sense most of the time. So if you walk in and just start taking everything off the shelf then you might cause a problem for yourself
0: so you have an equilibrium that you've set that you're trying to keep a balance
1: if this was a world yeah for instance if you came in and you're like where is your magic treasure item and you're in a place that oh if you came in if your it's, gallery it's just somebody's and house and you're just like i don't have a magic treasure item and then you're like i don't believe you and you just start looking yeah i probably <laughs> normally won't reward that behavior with finding a magic treasure item because
0: because that is just ridiculous
1: Well, because, yeah. Because there isn't one. Because there isn't one. Because
0: that's the facts. If somebody walked into my house and asked that, I'd probably be like, one moment, and then I would go and find it. Because there is one. Because there is one in there. If somebody walked into our house, they would also ask Chris that about his board games. This does not happen often. No one would get rewarded in these scenarios. Yes. If you walked in and tried to find a one-piece action figure in Francesca's house, (laughs) you would be maybe rewarded. You'd have to look really hard, but you would probably (laughs) find it. (laughs) Probably not too hard. I put them away. Pristine for later for, for selling on eBay.
2: Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to sell mine. Maybe. Oh, okay. I Maybe. Too, I uh, might have I might be coming to the point where I might have to, but they're not really worth a lot. So.
0: This is sentimental for each one of us. Yeah. Or magical trinkets. Uh, you think Jenny's finding any magical trinkets out there?
1: On a cruise?
0: Magical germ.
1: She's probably getting off and having a nonstop cornucopia of magical jewels offered to her.
0: I think they do that. And when I say I think they do that, I think they have tourism moments where they're like, this is a relic and an artifact. And I made it right here. And it says made somewhere else. I think they tried to sell me a hieroglyph the last time I went to Cancun. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> What's a hieroglyph doing in Cancun? I was no like, one knows. Just get here. I'm like, I don't know. But at the time, was everybody else island, is getting I one. It. Yeah. Well, there's hieroglyphs all over that island they're probably everywhere we're just not seeing them yeah but i feel like you are there and you're swept up in the moment and you kind of want one you kind of want one because they're gonna make it right there in front Either of you. Either that
2: or get a tattoo so
0: oh yeah you could get some weird situation our friend ryan got a curse when he was in cancun
2: <laughs> that's his treasure that he took back
0: <laughs> that is his treasure and he remembers it to this day do you, think, the best do you think he's happened.
2: not cursed anymore no he's it's, probably still it's worn cursed. out how do curses work do you get those you need to oh you need to be blessed to get it off i think kind of like your ring yeah you need to take them into that person that took care of your ring i could do that i could do that
0: there is a very real possibility that he did curse himself on that because there was plenty of bad things that happened to ryan and then uh he was healed on his way back oh he was so he's not cursed well he doesn't he's not like purple and like full of spots anymore (laughs) So (laughs) it was like a real curse, (laughs) like a cartoon (laughs) one. Our friend Ryan went to Cancun with me, Chris, and our friend Adam. And on one of the first days, we went on one of those special excursions through the jungle.
1: It was a cenote.
0: Oh, yeah. Those are cool. Okay. So as part of this, they took us into a cave and they said, this magical shaman is going to do a series of things. Here is his blessing. He said, take this powder, wait until I'm done chanting, and then blow it into the air. And then when you stand up, be very careful, because above you is pointy stalagmites. And then Ryan went, and then stood directly up into a stalagmite <laughs> and speared his head. Gross. The guide turned to him, and he says, what did I tell you? And he went, oh. And so the rest of the trip, he was purple and full of spots and had heat stroke and was shaking and... He got some poisoning. So he was cursed. The end. Except for not the end because then our friend Adam was like, please go sleep in his bed now because I don't want him in our room. And we were like, no, that sounds like a horrible idea because he's covered in welts. So now he's just fine. Jenny will also come back covered in welts and purple. No. <laughs> well, then Carmel will fix her. It'll be fine. So, okay. <laughs> Karma Carmel will fix her? <laughs> like in a good way <laughs> yeah i'm sure she won't be covered in anything no she she's to gonna have a good time i'm excited for her okay speaking of all these wonderful things let us extend a lovely not curse upon all of you guys the opposite what is the opposite a blessing. blessing oh yeah here is all my magical powers to everyone and hoping that you have a really amazing week this next week and that it just levels out at awesome and speaking of awesome I think we have a couple things coming up here. Oh, geez. Actually, you know what this week is? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving week, which only is a thing in the United States.
2: But we are also thankful for...
0: We are thankful for everybody that's not in the United States also. Mm -hmm. And also everything that is nice and good in this world. And Chris is trying to be thankful about game night, which he wants to talk about. But at the same time, you should know, because of this uh, holiday that we have coming up, we don't have any hours here. If you guys are planning to visit, what you should do is instead visit us online because, of course, you know, Black Friday, we have Small Business Saturday, we have Cyber Monday, all of the amazing things coming up. Which I'd like to remind you, if you're looking for a really nice art gift, we have lots of really great stuff, wonderful objects, wonderful art objects, printed things, other great stuff that'll be on the shop. And so we'll probably have some deals there for you. So if you take a peek back, you'll be able to see those. And then uh, I I believe we just relisted the last couple skateboards from the Skater Die show. There are only a few left, just a handful left. So If you want to get one of those before the holidays, now would be a good time to do that. Besides that, I believe we also have a game night coming up on... Th-
1: December 3rd. Mm-hmm. Wednesday, oh. December 3rd. So we're December moving already. back to Wednesday, and it will be December 3rd, and we're going to play emergency-themed games oh, like yikes. Pandemic and Oper... I always say it wrong. Flashpoint. Firefighting game.
0: Not Operation? No. Not you could,
2: Opera though.
1: Operation? There is a video game called Operation Flashpoint, and that's what I always want to say.
0: Oh,
2: just kidding. But there's also a board game called Operation <laughs>
1: And this is a board game called Operation. Oh, yeah, and Operation SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> he does not have real <laughs> body parts. So <laughs> you just
0: take small bits of fluff out of his body. Mostly lint, I'm sure. It was just a sponge we we're going to give you. And you can just pull, <laughs> pull cat hairs off of it. <laughs> anyway, so what else is happening?
1: Uh, the cookie party is on December 21st.
0: Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so if you guys want to stop by, if you're in town in Minneapolis or St. Paul or surrounding areas and you want to take home like a giant, giant huge ton of cookies, uh, all you have to do is just bake one of your favorite recipes and bring a batch over. And then what we do is we stick it all um, out, hang out with each other, drink a lot of hot chocolate, uh, milk, coffee, tea, and um, hang out for a couple hours. It's from 1 to 3 p.m. on the 21st. And again, don't forget like a Tupperware or a tin or something like that to take home all your cookies. It's just a nice fun thing before the holidays. Also, we've got the launch of Idealists Great Personality Game 2 coming up very, very soon. If you haven't had a chance yet, we redid the Like Gray website a couple weeks ago. And right on the very front page, there is an updates where you can see some of the stuff that we've been doing. So I've been working a lot of the backgrounds, a lot of the story stuff. Francesca's been helping with some really amazing environments and things like that, too. So if you want to see tiny sneak peeks of what that stuff is about, uh, you might be able to see that there. That's happening in mid-January, so we'll keep you posted with all the details for that. And then we also have a couple calls for art. And I know I say it every single week. I just have to get my stuff in gear and just put them out there. But lots of details coming up for that, too. I think we have at least two or three in -hmm. the next month or month and a half that are coming out, which is pretty cool. So lots of our 2015 stuff coming up. Cool. So where can people find us if they want to say hi? Uh,
1: You can email us at hello at lightgrayartlab.com if you want to say hi for the holidays. You can find us on Twitter. We're at lightgrayartlab. You can like us on Facebook and stay up to date there. You can follow us on Tumblr, .tumblr lightgrayartgallery.tumblr.com. You can subscribe to the show on the iTunes Music Store or stream it directly on Stitcher Radio.
0: And if you guys do like what we're doing on the podcast, we would definitely say make it on over to the iTunes store and give us a review. That's always super helpful. Thanks again for listening to our weird conversation today about how real life and D&D are one and the same. So <laughs> hopefully you guys are playing good games on your own. and. Uh,
1: Yeah, maybe I'll walk into the hospital and they'll be like, ooh, that face. You're the new poster child of the hospital. And they'll put my face on the outside of the hospital, like at the baby ward.
0: I don't think they're going to put you <laughs> in the baby ward, seeing as you're an ancient old man. There's a though.
1: baby that we have to drive past every day on the way to work.
2: A, v- like, a baby?
1: Well, it's on the outside of the hospital.
0: Oh, oh like a picture of a baby, you? not like a real
2: baby. Yeah, you're like, past- there's a baby
1: on the curb and we drive past it every week.
0: <laughs> there it is again.